Welcome to Awaken and Rise, the podcast. I'm Ashley, a spiritual mindset coach passionate about all things spirituality, manifestation, energetics, mindset, human design, and so much more. My mission is to guide you to know yourself on a deep soul level, help you to energetically upgrade to manifest your deepest desires, to uplevel your mindset, and to expand your spirituality. Let's jump in. Join me on this journey to awaken and rise. Hi, hello, welcome back to the podcast. So excited that you're here. Today's episode, I'm going to be going into something a bit different, but I feel like it's needed at this time. So if you listened to my last episode about grounding and change, you'll know that You know, it's something that I've observed recently, but I feel like everyone around me is going through so many crazy changes, including myself, Um, whether they're like moving or changing jobs or, you know, going through a breakup or a divorce or getting married or having kids. Like I just feel like everyone at the moment is going through some sort of crazy change and transition in their life um, and some sort of like life change. And one that I'm noticing heaps, especially online, I feel like everyone's breaking up at the moment and that's an exaggeration. It's not every single single couple that I know, Um, but I feel like the couples that, you know, aren't aligned or aren't actually, um, it's not the highest timeline for them to be together are slowly realizing that and either uncoupling or, you know, something will happen and they're breaking up. I just feel like there's a lot of changes in relationships at the moment. And this is not to say, and this is not a fear thing to say, like, if you're in a relationship, you're going to break up soon at all. It's just something that I'm noticing, um, like the end of last year and the beginning of this year, especially around this time, a lot of people are going through relationship transitions. So in that light, I wanted to share something that I feel like is one of my strengths. It's something that I've had a lot of experience in. And, you know, in my like friend circle kind of thing, I've given this list of how to get over a breakup to so many people and it's helped them heaps. And I feel like I have, you know, a different perspective on breakups and I feel like, yeah, it's one of my strengths. I know that I can get through a breakup quite well. And of course it doesn't mean that it's not painful or it doesn't hurt or it's not uncertain or uncomfortable and all the things, but the way that I... I guess, transition through it and the way that I move through a breakup, I'm actually quite proud of myself. I feel like I've got it down pat. (laughs) And that's not to say that this is a one size fits all thing at all. And as I go along, I feel like this particular list is maybe geared towards people that feel out of control in the breakup. So for example, like somebody breaking up with you or you know, it's, it's a breakup that you don't want to happen or you don't see coming, or it's really out of the blue. That's where a lot of these things are going to help. Um, however, in every single breakup, even friendship breakups, I'm thinking as well, this is really going to help with, but these, yeah, these tips and tools will help in any sort of situation where you're going through some sort of relationship ending. The reason why I feel so equipped and so, I guess, like good at breakups is because I have experienced quite a few over the years. However, the most recent breakup was very much mutual and we are still great friends to this day. We just knew that our, I guess, like relationship contract or soul contract had ended and it's transitioned into a friendship. 
So that's as much context as I'll kind of give for now. There's obviously a lot of details uh, in that that I'm not ready to share. So the way that I dealt with the breakups in the past are everything that I'm going to be speaking about now. However, I didn't have to use a lot of these tools this time around as it was very much a mutual decision and I felt very in control at the time as well. Like it was my choice as well. And like I said, I've given this list to so many friends over the years and it's helped a lot. So if you are currently experiencing heartbreak or some sort of relationship transition or ending, I feel you. I know exactly probably what you're feeling. It sucks. It is one of the worst feelings in the world. Heartbreak is like a physical pain. Like I get you. And when you're in the depths of it, it just feels like it's never going to end and you're never going to feel okay again. I promise you, you'll get out of it and you'll come back to yourself and you'll actually look back and realize it was the best thing to ever happen to you. It put you on the path that you're supposed to be on and that is worth everything. And also from, I guess, like a spiritual sort of lens, it's my belief that we are, you know, souls in a human body having a human experience. Our souls incarnate literally for the reason that they want to experience being human. Your soul wants to experience all of the highs. It wants to experience all of the lows because in that there is lessons and there's growth and there's evolution. And that is the whole reason your soul is here. So if we were only happy and we only experienced good things our entire lives in our comfort zone, our soul wouldn't grow and evolve. So it's actually so important and I guess beautiful in a sense as well that we experience the lows and we experience the heartbreak and the heartache and the hurt because we learn so many lessons from it and we grow so much as a result as well, even though it feels like the worst thing in the world. But I promise you'll be okay. It's so cliche, but time is such a big healer. However, I believe that time Yes, is one, you know, one aspect of this, but the internal work that you do and the lessons that you extract from this relationship and basically everything that I'm going to be speaking about without that stuff, it's going to take so much longer and, you know, stuff might resurface or you might experience attracting a similar partner in the future because you haven't fully learned the lessons from the previous partner. There's a really interesting book that um, I have read a couple of times and It's called You Only Fall in Love Three Times by, I want to say Kate, Kate something. You Only Fall in Love Three Times. And I read this, I think maybe during my first or second breakup. It kind of goes into the the concept that there's three different loves that you have. I'm not talking about three different people, but three different types of love. So the first one is a very much like a soulmate sort of love. You know, it's your first love. It feels very happy. You don't experience a lot of hardships. It feels very like, you know, best friend slash family sort of vibes. And it's usually like a positive experience. That's your first love. The second love is called the karmic love. And the karmic love is where you learn all of your lessons and you grow and evolve and develop as a person. And she, if you read the book, you'll understand, but she goes into like, you can actually, you don't have to go through these three phases. She says like, if you're lucky, you do end up with that, that soulmate love, that very first love. So it's not to say that you have to go through all of these, 
But the second love is the karmic love. And the karmic love is there to teach you a lesson or to show you something about yourself so then you can evolve. A lot of them can be quite toxic. They might be super like roller coastery sort of vibes. So really, really high highs and really low lows. Not this steady sort of unconditional love. It might be conditional and it can feel really, yeah, up and down. Um, You might go through a couple breakups with this person, which I believe that my partner that I've been speaking about is my karmic love. And that relationship has been probably the biggest catalyst to my growth, if I'm completely honest. I have grown so much as a person throughout our like eight year period of being together. And I would not be the person that I am today without that. However, your karmic love can show you the same lessons over and over and over again until you finally learn them. So again, it can be multiple people. So for example, say you dated, you know, this one guy and you broke up and you didn't actually learn the lesson of say, it's like healing your relationship with the masculine, for example, say that's the lesson that you have to learn or healing your codependency patterns or, you know, learning how to step into your feminine receiving. Like there's so many different lessons that you can learn, right? But say you break up with that first person, that first karmic love, and don't heal those wounds and don't look into those lessons. The next person that you experience and that you attract into your life is probably just going to be a similar person to the first karmic love that will bring up the same triggers and the same lessons to learn until you learn them. And you repeat that cycle over and over again. This is what they speak about in the book, but You'll experience those lessons and you'll attract the same, I guess, person over and over and over again until you finally integrate and learn those lessons. So it's really crucial that if you're going through a breakup to take an inventory of exactly what that relationship was for you, good and bad. And I'll speak about this in my tips soon, but really going beyond those lessons and learning them. And once you've done that, once you've transcended that, That's when she calls it the twin flame, which I don't know if I resonate with that term, but that's when the twin flame comes in. And that's kind of like your, you know, quote unquote, forever love, where it's healthy and it's stable and it's easy and it's unconditional. And that's that very last love that we all kind of, you know, crave and desire, but you have to learn the lessons before you can get there. So I highly recommend that book. I feel like every time I read it, it's like written for me, just like, Every single thing that she says, I resonate with so, so deeply. So if you're attracted to that title or, you know, you see that book in a bookstore, I highly recommend, especially if you're going through heartbreak or you're single and like looking for love. I feel like there would be a lot of lessons that you can learn from that book as well. So I guess that's one of my tips is to read that book, but I'm going to go into my process. And again, take this with a grain of salt. You might feel like you only need a few of these things especially if the breakup was mutual or if it was your idea to break up. However, these things really helped me when I felt very out of control and I didn't want this this breakup to happen. Number one is to cry. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of people can go through breakups and, you know, they might be sad for like a day and then they go, okay, right, here we go. I'm changing my life. I'm changing my actions or they, you know, try and distract and like go on dating apps or look for someone else when they haven't actually processed all the emotions that they're feeling. So number one is to let out all of the feelings, feel so, so, so sorry for yourself, go into a pit of sadness. And that might sound not healthy, but it is so healthy to just wallow in your feelings during this time. Everything that you're feeling 
is 110% valid. Whether you're crying for, you know, one day, whether you're crying for a month straight, it's all valid. And just allow yourself to feel sorry for yourself. Allow yourself to just feel everything. At this point, I wouldn't even, you know, move on to any of the next steps until you've done this step. Don't try and get yourself out of a, you know, out of a negative mindset. Don't try and get yourself out of a sad, you know, that, that death sort of feeling. Don't try and be productive. Don't try and look at what's next or hope for the future or spin your mindset at all. Just feel everything. This is like the number one tip that I can give you. If you try and block this, if you try and shut this out and just try and move on to the next things, this isn't going to work. This is going to come up years later, or it might come up months later, or it'll just come up when you're not even realizing that it needs to come up. You don't want stored emotions in your body. That leads to not great things. It leads to disease. It leads to health problems. You don't want to store emotions in the body. You need to let it all out. So that's number one. And I cannot stress that one enough. Number two is a funny one. This is a very old list as well. This I wrote this years and years ago. I'm going to add new sort of tips to it as well. Um, but one thing that I've got written here is watch a particular movie. And I remember at the time I watched this movie and it really, really helped me. However, it still made me feel like super sad at the same time. So I would, this is personally what I've done is I've isolated myself when I've gone through this breakup. I spent a few days completely by myself. I just literally cried all day, every day, every hour, just nonstop tears. I don't even know how I still had like tears in me to cry at that point. And I watched this movie and the movie is called Someone Great. It's, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. And it's basically about this girl who goes through a breakup with like the love of her life or she thought it was the love of her life. And I won't give too much away, but it's, yeah, it's really good. I, I highly recommend it. Um, I don't think this is a like a must do tip. I don't think it's a crucial tip at all, but I've got it on the list. So it's obviously helped past Ashley. <laughs> now, number three is very helpful, but it might sound a bit, little bit harsh. And it is writing a list of the negative traits or the things that you're not going to miss about this person, especially when you're in this like sad state, really remembering what you're not going to miss. And I guess remembering like the bad times, I feel like when we're in this state of like sadness or not being in control, we can kind of just think about the good times or think about like what we're going to miss or think about why we love them so much or whatever those things are. But I I believe that writing yeah a list of things that are like, I guess the opposite of that is going to bring you back to, okay, this is why we're actually not together. So writing a list of what you won't miss, is it, you know, you won't miss, um, their, their family. Maybe you didn't like one of their uncles or their father or something like you're not going to miss seeing them all the time, or maybe you won't miss the way that they, you know, leave clothes all over the floor or I don't know, like whatever it is, write every single thing that you like were annoyed at, or you're, you're so glad that you don't have that in your life anymore, write that all down. And this is going to be really helpful in the future as well, because every single time that you're missing them or, you know, thinking back to what could have been or wanting to reach out to them or whatever, you're going to have this list handy and you're going to read this list and you're going to be like, oh, okay, that's why we're not together. It's really, really going to save you. And this is like the tip that everyone's so grateful for because they're like, wow, that's really saved me from reaching out to that person. It's actually put into perspective why they don't want to be with that person. Um, And this really brings like 
relief as well that you don't have to deal with those things anymore. So it's like, wow, it's actually taking such a weight off thinking about all of those things that I don't have to think about or be annoyed at anymore. Now, number four is energy healing. And I remember when I was going through one of my breakups, it was during 2020. It was just like when the lockdowns were happening and it was like a week before I think the lockdown started and I went through a breakup and it was so hard because I basically like dealt with it all by myself. And looking back, it was like the best thing that happened to me because I, it really taught me the lesson that I can get through anything by myself. If I get through a massive heartbreak with the person that I thought I was going to be with forever and then being isolated from everyone around me, basically, and alone with my feelings and thoughts all day, every day, if I can get through that, I can get through literally anything. And during that time, I made a pact with myself that I think it was either weekly or fortnightly, I was going to have an appointment or invest in myself in some way. And this is when I went, I mean, I was already like pretty hardcore down the personal development journey, but my own personal healing and self-development, I went hardcore this year. So I actually think it was weekly. I would make sure I had an appointment of some sort, whether it was energy healing, whether it was, you know, coaching or therapy or, you know, seeing a naturopath, whatever it was, I was developing myself and I was helping myself. And basically all of the money that I was earning was going into myself. So I was doing a lot of different forms of energy healing. Reiki was one of them. Forensic healing was another. Did a lot of past life stuff. Just did a lot, a lot of healing. And that really, really helped me as well. In those healing sessions, we cut energy cords. So I cut obviously the energy cords with my ex-partner, but also, you know, a lot of people from my past and people around, around his energy as well. Number five is, and take this one again with a grain of salt. I feel like this is the advice that everyone gives you and it can actually be the opposite of constructive. So don't do this to an extreme, but keeping yourself busy. So keep yourself busy, but not too busy that you're going to block any emotions if they need to come up. So don't jam pack your schedule with activity after activity after activity, especially activities where you can't, you know, it's not okay for you to release emotions. So for example, like, I don't know, seeing people that you aren't super close with or, you know, work stuff or stuff where you can't fully break down if you need to. It might be seeing a healer or a therapist or, you know, the the appointments that I spoke about before, but it also might be, you know, going for a walk by yourself. It might be seeing a really close friend. It might be going to like ceremonies or group sort of workshops or whatever, but keeping yourself busy and having things to look forward to. But again, don't jam pack yourself to the point where you can't stop and go through a little breakdown if you need to. You need to allow space for that to happen. But, you know, I'm pretty sure I tried to have something on every single day, which was hard back then because, you know, everything was online at that point. But even if it's like, you know, speaking to a friend on Zoom or whatever it was during that time. Another one um, kind of going off the back of that is having things to look forward to. So things that you're excited to do. So for me, that was like, um, I feel like everyone did this during lockdown, but you know, a lot of online shopping (laughs) and that's not to say that I was trying to distract myself. It was just like things that I already needed, but I was excited for them to arrive because it was like newness coming into my life. 
And the people can do this to an extreme and actually have like a shopping addiction. So I'm not saying that, but for me, it was like when something arrived, it was like, Ooh, like the highlight of my day. Like it was, it was exciting. So things to look forward to. Another one can be like seeing friends or having an event on something like that. Um, having an appointment. So again, like the energy healing appointments, I would always look forward to. Um, and another one could be like, you know, food. So like, Oh, I'm so excited to cook this like really, you know, intricate meal. I cooked a lot during my breakup as well. So that really helped me as well. So things to look forward to, it could be like a holiday. It could be, yeah, whatever it is, but something yeah that you can look forward to. The next one is writing a letter and burning it ideally on the full moon. So the full moon is the perfect time in the month to let go. You can literally just do a Google search of when the next full moon is, but writing a letter of every single thing that you want to release. So any attachments to this person, you know, any feelings that you're feeling, um, any weird energy that's going on, just any like intentions or beliefs or anything basically in your energy that you're wanting to let go of, write it all down in a letter and then burn it and watch it burn. And though these really helped me, I did this like every month for a while. I don't do it a whole lot anymore, but during that time, it really, really helped. I remember the next one is affirmations. And I think it was again, during this like 2020 breakup was when affirmations really started to help me. I was reading a lot of Louise Hay at the time, and she's all about affirmations and the mind body connection. And the one affirmation for myself is, I guess, because when, when I went through these breakups, it did impact my self-esteem because I was on the receiving end of it. So, you know, I guess it's only natural for thoughts of like, I'm not good enough and things like that were really coming to the surface during that time. Um, And one affirmation that Louise Hay really um, recommends is I approve of myself. So I remember I read this book and I think it was You Can Heal Your Life was the first book that I read of hers. And she speaks about building self-esteem and how the affirmation I approve of myself saying that like, I think it was like two or three or 400 times a day can really, really, I guess, rewire your brain. So that's what I did. I mean, I had all this time as well. Um, All the time that I was, you know, spending in this relationship, I would just put that energy back into myself. So every time there was space in my day, space in my thoughts, space at any, at any point, I would say this affirmation over and over and over again. So for me, it was, I approve of myself and I can say without a doubt now that I completely approve of myself. I know that I'm good enough. I know that I'm worthy. All of these things. And I think that this affirmation was one of those things that really, really helped me get to the point where I am now. The next tip is around messaging. So I feel like it's just so easy to get into this like emotional spiral and miss this person and just want to reach out to them um, because it's part of our habit, right? So our brain and our subconscious and we just as people are so used to having this person to message at any point throughout the day or calling or seeing, it's almost like, I think I even remember doing some research around this because, well, one, it's me. I love to learn things, but two, I was like, why do I just feel like I need to message this person over and over again? And I went into it and they actually related it to like a drug addiction. So the feeling that we get when we message somebody or when we we talk to someone, we're so used to that at all times. 
So when that's taken away from us, our our brain like chemically is craving this dopamine hit, this this serotonin hit from this person. And your brain can trick you into some like pretty wacky things if you let it. So you might get into like an emotional state where you're like, I just need to message this person. I need to message this person. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, why did I even feel like that? So one tip is, yeah, really not doing things from a state of when you're in an emotional state and just being aware that that's actually not true. It's just your body basically trying to get its drug hit. (laughs) But every time you go to message this person, message someone else instead. So I had friends who I would message instead, or I would write the message in my notes. There's also an app called um, Breakup Boss. I don't know if it's still around, but it helped me back in the day. And basically it's like an app where you, it looks like you're typing something out and you're literally physically typing something out. Like say if, say if the message was like, Hey, I miss you. I've been thinking of you, blah, 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 whatever. You would type it in this app instead. And then you send it. So your, your body feels like you're still messaging this person, but it doesn't actually send it to anyone. That's really helpful. Anything that you want to say to that person, I would just write in this app or write to a friend instead of messaging this person, because you really want to cut ties with this person, especially if you know it's over, which can be really hard to hear. And one thing I I actually didn't write in this list was for me personally, the no contact rule is crucial. And it was like the best thing I could have ever done. So I blocked this person on everything. I deleted their number. I deleted them on anything, everything. I even went to the point where I muted like all of our mutual friends anywhere where I would potentially see him or see a photo of him. I would make sure it was just like out of sight, out of mind. Um, because I found when I was getting in a really good place, um, what would spiral me is like seeing him and, and being reminded of that. So that might not work for everyone, but that one was a non-negotiable for me. That really, really helped me having zero contact, really just blocking and not going and stalking and just fully just pretending that he doesn't exist basically for a, for a period of time. Um, and then once you fully detoxed, whether it's like six months or a year or whatever, me personally, I can be friends but it does take a certain um, type of relationship to be able to do that. I know that not everyone can do that. And in fact, this time around, I didn't do the no contact rule and it's been perfectly fine um, because my mindset is so different to the other, the other times. The next one is putting the love that you had for this person. I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you have a huge heart with so much love to give and it can be hard to have that thing you know, taken away from you and not putting your love into that person anymore. So really putting that love that you had for that person back into yourself. So for me, this looks like, again, I had a lot of, you know, time to do these things, but cooking something really yum for breakfast, you know, spending like an hour making breakfast. Um, I would make a lot of like cookies and like fun desserts and stuff. Like I just loved cooking personally. I would have a lot of baths, um, starting like a new happy TV show, nothing that's going to send me into like a, a spiral, nothing, you know, low vibration. I feel like shows with a lower sort of vibration can really send you into a downward spiral and make you, you know, when you like watch, I don't know, like a scary movie or like a really, really dramatic sort of movie that doesn't have a, you know, a happy ending, it can leave you feeling like a bit eerie and a bit like weird. 
I would not recommend like consuming any sort of darker sort of media, whether that's like podcast or social media or just anything like super negative because you're already feeling quite negative, right? You, you really want to make sure that you're only consuming things that make you feel good. So yes, for me personally, I would only watch like happy TV shows or ones that were like funny or they're just like not super, super heavy. So the things that I've mentioned have mostly been things to get you through that like grieving sort of time, that period where it's fresh and it still hurts. Um, and when you're in that really low, like heartbreak state, however, ideally we want to rebuild from that. And you can't do that until you've gone through that grieving process that we've just been through. But again, you want to extract the lessons, right? You want to look at why you were actually in that relationship and what it taught you. And have you learned those lessons in order to transcend into that? So the next relationship that you call in is not going to be a different person with the same lessons. So this is where journaling really, really helps me personally. So journaling around why you actually believe that your, you know, your souls came together to see what you actually learned from that relationship or the ways that it helped you grow and why you're grateful for that. And I wouldn't do this until you've fully grieved it and you're fully, you know, out of that dark, dark period and you've come to peace with it because doing this list, it's going to send you back into the spiral potentially. So yeah, writing out what purpose this relationship had for you, why you believe that you attracted it, you know, any patterns. And I love working with therapists or coaches during this time because you can actually see like the patterns that you play in relationships. And I would look at how you showed up in the relationship as well. So, you know, did you come across as codependent? Were you actually the one that was toxic? Like how were you showing up in relationship and what lessons you learned from the relationship as a whole. And something that I've come across recently as well is seeing endings. So an ending of a relationship, but just an ending in general as a completion of a contract. So really looking at like, okay, that contract has been completed instead of seeing an ending as like a failure or a bad thing. So it's actually a really good thing because now you can move on to the next soul contract or the next lesson, seeing it as a blessing of like, cool, that contract is completed. These are the lessons that I learned. It's over now. I can move on to my next lesson, i.e. my next soul contract or next relationship. That's not to say you're getting out of a relationship one day and you're getting into another relationship the next day. I don't believe that's healthy but really extracting all the lessons of like what you believed that contract was there for and what that relationship was put there to teach you and the lessons that you learned as well. So that reframe has really helped me this time around as well, knowing that that contract is now completed in the light that it was. And now that I've transcended from that, looking at what's next and moving on to another soul contract in the future. There is so much more I would like to say on this topic. It's something that I, yeah, I feel very experienced in and those things that I've said has really, really helped me in the past. So I hope that if, you know, you're going through a hard time or a relationship breakup or breakthrough, as I like to call it, that these tips have helped you as well. And again, I feel you. It really hurts being in this moment, but I promise you'll look back and bless that it happened because it's made you the person that you are today. And I'm sure I've missed, like there's so much more I could say. I'm sure I've missed so many things that I wanted to speak about, Um, but this is definitely a start. 
If you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to subscribe on Spotify or Apple podcast, wherever you're listening to this and give a rating or a view. If you're feeling cold, I would so, so appreciate that. Other than that, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I will see you in the next episode.